Welcome to The Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chess Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome, Dr. Matthew Weifels and uh, Jan Prince to uh, Fracture Line. We're very excited to have you guys on. Prince, is, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that sounds good. I, I, I've, I've spent three months with Dr. Pieracci in Denver, and he has made me adjust. He, he has made me adjust to any type of mispronunciation. So, yeah. <laughs> I know that a lot of our listeners know of you and who you are, but if you don't mind introducing yourselves, tell us where you're working and what you're doing. Great, thank you, Mark, for inviting us. It's 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 a real honor, and um, it, it's great to be together here. Um, my name is Matje Weifels. I'm a, I'm a trauma surgeon in Rotterdam, which is located on the southwestern part of Holland, which is a small country in Europe. For those guys who don't know, um, you have to look it up. It's nice and rainy here. Um, uh, <laughs> I work in Erasmus Medical Center, which is a level one trauma center. It's an academic center, and we are treating about 450 multi-traumatized people a year and I'm one of the eight trauma surgeons there and I'm focusing especially on upper extremity injuries and um, but even more on rib fractures so um, that's my role today I guess awesome thank you so much for coming thank you yeah my um, my name is uh, Jan Prince I'm uh, currently a PhD candidate at the Erasmus University Medical Center in Rotterdam, um, working together very closely uh, with Dr. Uh, Weifels. Um, main focus is, is chest wall injury. Um, so on a daily basis, uh, we got this great team back in Rotterdam with Dr. Van Lieshout and our professor of trauma surgery, uh, Dr. Verhofstadt. And um, well, we, we started doing a lot of rib related research about two years ago. Yeah, and since then we, we, we've worked our way into CWIS and um, enjoyed every day since. Jan explained to us uh, at the summit the difference between Holland and the Netherlands. They don't, they're not exactly yeah. the same thing. So I'd like him to t explain that again to our audience. Yeah, sure thing. Um, because when I was in Denver actually uh, for the first three months of this year, I got some comments about our country, um, the Netherlands, having two two definitions. So we, we're a tiny country, we got 17 million people in total. And they were like, what? So, seriously, why you guys got two definitions for such a small country? So um, I actually looked it up because the first time I heard, I was like, well, I don't know anything else uh, about that one. So I looked it up and we got tw 12 provinces or states as you like. Um, two of them are North Holland and South Holland. So actually Holland, um, use, it's, refers to North Holland and South Holland together, while the Netherlands actually defines the entire country of the Netherlands, all 12 provinces. So to be very inclusive, just say the Netherlands. Henceforth, it's the Netherlands. <laughs> it's Netherlands. Exactly. So you guys are getting, you're getting a flavor for what we do here. Uh, this is, this is what we're <laughs> so the real reason we're, we're here today is uh, <laughs> <laughs> is is we really wanted to uh, talk about the first CWIS multinational study that we've run, correct? Multi-center international study. Multi-center. That CWIS has Got undertaken. It. Yeah, so it's the a first, really big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So so uh, Dr. Weifel, Dr. Prince, why don't you take it away? Give us give us an explanation of the study uh, just briefly and and what it was like to conduct. Yeah, I'll take that one away. Well, it's been it's been a great Right altogether, indeed, it was like an intercontinental um, 
workup of 19 participating trauma centers and I looked it up and it was actually four continents that participated uh, Asia, Europe, North America, Australia and that's that's what I think was was really key of this research as well because we were trying to study a population, um, the patients with TBI besides our rib fractures that that, that is considered a, a traditional contraindication to even go into that chest and fix those ribs. So we really needed this type of approach, but I, I, I couldn't have imagined this working out so nicely. Um, because I think, well, one of the reasons we we decided this, to perform this study is actually a, a CWIS survey um, of you guys, Dr. White and Sarah Ann, um, asking CWIS members who actually said that they were they were least likely to um, to think to perform SSRF in a patient with TBI, even if they had like abnormal pulmonary variables. So we we, we performed this multi-center study through Sarah Ann sending out this email, interesting email um, for patients uh, for centers who were interested, sending them a short and long. Uh, protocol immediately so many 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 people interested so we ended up with a total of, of 465 patients of which about uh, 25% so 111 underwent SSRF at this median of three days after injury um, I'm not going to go into it too much because you guys are going to discuss or we guys are going to discuss it in a journal club but what we saw is that SSRF patients uh, were, were definitely uh, thoracically more severely injured um, in terms of flail chest, number of rib fractures requiring a chest tube at admission, while the non-operative patients quite, uh, had more severe intracranial injuries. So we had to dig in a little deeper uh, with our statistical analyses than just a potpourri of univariate uh, ones. So um, in multivariable analysis, correcting for all these baseline differences and injury-related differences, um, it, it actually turned out that um, that patients in the SSRF group had a lower odds of developing pneumonia and 30-day mortality um, than those in the uh, S than those in the um, non-operative group. Sorry, um, and in addition, the, the SSRF group had more often a motor um, GCS Glasgow Coma Scale score recovery to six, um, even after adjusting for those variables. Um, so. We, we try to make this like a two-way conclusion. And it's not just that it, that SSRF was associated with lower rates of pneumonia and 30-day mortality. Um, it, it also appeared to be safe. So um, patients still had good neurological recovery um, and did not deteriorate or uh, have any slowed down neurological recovery in that perioperative setting for the SSRF. So those were really interesting findings, but being able to work together so closely with so many different centers and countries, I think made this study so much better. Um, I remember sending out the first draft and getting so many uh, not just compliments, but such great inside comments that that we would have never thought of ourselves. So I think after the first draft already was very, it was a great, great manuscript. So we worked it out very nicely with all of you guys. And um, well, it was too bad that, that COVID got there and we couldn't present it anywhere. But um well, we're very honored to be here today. Well, that's terrific, Johan. You guys uh, really, I'll use an American uh, analogy, but you basically took the bull by the horns and made this happen uh, very quickly. And I think that was important. But let's let's explore a minute what, what it means to, to have a study that's branded the way we did with the CWIS, the CWIS label. Studies 
under the auspice of societies are relatively rare. And is there a reason for that? Is, uh, is, is, there, are there, is there a downside or is, is all of this positive for CWIS? Let me explore your thoughts on that. I think it's positive. First of all, it's, it's a very, um, there's a very low threshold to reach out to all the experts worldwide. It's a huge advantage. And all people are motivated to collaborate and um, to join such uh, initiatives. So that's the first thing. And that's what you need to come to 19 including centers, which, which is really amazing. And um, once more, I would like to thank all the, all the people that joined us and filled the database. Well, one would, one would have to describe your group, including Suzanne, uh, Dr. Van Witch, as being very prolific. You guys have generated a lot of research. You've contributed significantly with multiple presentations at the last two summits and so we applaud you for that and we thank you for that um can you give us but you must have a wish list you must have a whiteboard over there that we can't see that has a list of ideas for your your upcoming projects How, give us give us one or two ideas of things that you think you want to start working on next give us a little preview can you do that it's an excel file full of ideas <laughs> it's not a whiteboard uh, <laughs> well, it's the 2021 whiteboard, I guess. Yeah, digital. Um, well, well, as you might know, we are working right now on, on, on a comparable study as a TBI study, but then on CPR, also SSRF in CPR patients. We are setting up a retrospective study on comparing SSRF post-CPR, comparing those ones fixed and not fixed, and see is there any, any benefit in, in, in that patient group. Well, we have many, many questions we would like to uh, be answered uh, using the tick. So with various surveys, then we have some ideas on imaging. So um, because we think that during the operation that there's often more instability than you see on the CT scan. So we should develop some kind of uh, dynamic tool or, um, and, and a very simple idea that we're working on right now is what about putting them on their side in the CT scan? So on the not damaged side. So do you see any dislocation when gravity works on it? So it's a very simple idea, but it, it might work and it might predict uh, instability even more. We, we have many, many ideas yeah, that's terrific. Thank you for sharing some of those with us. We'll we'll try not to steal any of them. I'm quite certain. We <laughs> even if we really? even if we did, I don't think we could keep up with your pace. I'd like to ask John uh, to tell us a little bit more about his experience, uh, his traveling fellowship experience in Denver, and a little bit about how that came about and and what he did and what he learned. Yeah, of course. Um, well, that was such a such a special, great experience, um, and I think. Well, just like retrospective studies, you don't know if it really uh, originates one from another. But I think that really with the CWIS TBI, uh, Dr. Pieracci was one of the closest collaborator, collaborators on that. I remember just randomly sending out an email saying like, what do you think about joining even more intimately by some of our Rotterdam people, in this case me, uh, visiting you guys in, in, in Denver and try to try to work things out, work together on research, see what we can get done. Um, so that that all maybe started with the CWIS TBI study and, and from there went very smoothly. Um, due to COVID, I, I, I was only able to stay there for three months because of a visa, but it was a very productive time. And um, so no, it was, it, was, it was a pleasure, it was an honor and, and we're trying to keep this thing going and maybe, well, 
grow it out. What a terrific example of a potential, you know, a, a, a beneficial spinoff from from collaboration, you know, amongst surgeons internationally. I mean, th these kinds of things are just would never have happened and wouldn't even be anticipated without you know the study that we that you guys collaborated on. So it's just really I, con I congratulate you for pursuing it. It's really great. Sarah Ann, do you have any other updates that you want to talk about this week? I do have just a couple. Um, the first one, actually, we are starting Journal Club, and there will be an email um, going out about this. The first article selected is actually the CWIS TBI study. So um, Dr. Adam Kay, our, our president, is going to be discussing it. Journal Club will now be the second Wednesday of each month on a rotating time basis, similar to how um, case review work. The Journal Club is not a members only kind of thing. So anybody can, can join and we look forward to visitors especially. Other items that are going on, case reviews will go back to being the fourth Wednesday of the month. Um, I would note that Everett Erickson presented a case that was particularly challenging and he was hoping to get you know, a little bit of feedback from, from the CWIS community. Uh, I told him I would make sure that it gets posted quickly to the website. You can watch it there, but if anyone has any brilliant thoughts, and that should be up by the end of the day today. Other than that, I think I think I'm good. Well, let's go into the final stitch. It's, it's May 20, and it's my mother's birthday, and she's on my mind today. She's no longer with us, but her memory remains inspiring and, and comforting to me, and I just I'm thinking about Nancy, so thank you. I'm always getting inspired by these meetings and um, this one is inspiring me as well. Um, and I would like to thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for having us. Same goes for me, of course. Uh, it always makes me so enthusiastic seeing you guys and t talking about this stuff. And I really, really can't wait to, to next year without hopefully uh, at least le less COVID and being able to finally have um, well, visit you guys in Park City and, and have this whole international uh, summit uh, again. So I'm very excited for that. And um, I'll give a shout out to my girlfriend, actually, Rebecca, because I was talking, I've, I've, I've been talking about this whole podcast the whole week. So it's probably going to be the only and last time I'm going to be on Spotify because I, I don't sing very well. So uh, I'll give her a shout out. <laughs> Made the big time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, Sarah. Mine's really quick. It's it's a funny story. That's my six-month-old had an appointment this morning, and my two-year-old was with us, and the six-month-old got some shots, and the two the two-year-old looked at the doctor, and slapped her in the leg and said, "You apologize to my baby sister." <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh god, that's like a perfect example of my two-year-old yelling at the doctor who just gave shots. So that's my that's my final stitch. I love it. Well, my final stitch moment is um, <clears throat> I was just thinking about things that, that really um, were impactful. And the we did, um, in honor of Nurses Day, I think you guys probably remember um, that we how we did um, nursing drive and for new nursing members and, and really to try to build our inter, interprofessional collaborative practice. And um, I think it's it has just really flourished. Some of our some of our members took that that challenge and decided they were going to make sure that they really um, beefed up their their groups. And so we now have 66 new nursing members. That's Very incredible. Exciting, I think it is. Well, thanks well, everybody. Thanks, Joe. That was awesome. for coming. Thanks, I, you guys. I, I look forward to the to the in the future when we have a CWIS summit in in the Netherlands. <laughs>